You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Lester Wiltfong with T-Formation Conversation. I am jumping right into it today because I got a special guest. It's my guy, Sean Sierra. You guys know him from Sports Zone Chicago, host of Sean and Maya in the morning. What's up, Sean? How are you doing today? Man, I am wonderful, Lester. I am wonderful. I'm feeling great. Thanks. So you were at camp today. You know, this is the first time you made it out so far this year? Yes, yes. It was, it was kind of cool. I mean, yesterday you didn't have a ticket, right? Or a couple days ago. And then you just sent it out on Twitter. And then through the magic of Bears Twitter, <laughs> someone found you a ticket. That's and it awesome. happened quick, fast, in a hurry. Yeah. Within less than an hour. Oh, nice. So that's a lesson. Anybody out there looking for camp tickets? I know that, that they sold out, or I say sell out. You know, they, they were gone quickly. So if anyone needs tickets, put something on Twitter, hit us up. We will help uh, retweet you and elevate that to get it out there to get someone to find you a ticket. Because there's there's people that aren't going to make it to camp. And we, yeah. we want a packed house there today. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate you retweeting it and a couple of everyone else who uh, who retweeted it. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, within less than an hour, you know, I had a guy, you know, hey, I got it. And sure enough, sent it over and I had it. So it was good. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. So, so I was at camp over the weekend, but. And there was no pads on. It was it was cool. It was fun. But, you know, so you were there today. You had a chance to watch them with the pads on, helmets, shoulder pads, the whole deal. So something that I can't tell when I'm there, when there's no pads, is the offensive defensive line. You know, there's no hitting. There's nothing happening. You know, the, the, the run game is there. But you don't know if it's real or not. So I, I need to ask you right off the top because that's, that's my thing. I always start in the trenches. What were your initial thoughts on the O-line, D-line battles today? So the O-line, D-line battles were good today. Um, in the red zone, now, mind you, they, we were sitting kind of far. What they did, I was not very happy with. They had they have two fields. We were on the side of the, you know, field one is uh, pretty pretty close to the building, to Hallis Hall. Pretty two is next to it. Uh, field two is next to it. And then we were, you know, after field two. So they were holding everything kind of on field one where we couldn't see. So we kind of had to stand up. Um, we got, But I got to see a goal line situation. And here's my assessment of it. Uh, running the ball, we did really well. Running the ball, we did really, really, really well. Uh, uh, Tresh Ebner scored. Montgomery scored. Uh, Herbert scored. Even Darianton Evans scored. Right? An inside drill on the goal line. Uh, when they got the team 11 on 11, uh, at the end, the defense, uh, the offense kind of stalled. Defense was, uh, was dominant on that particular play. So the offensive line, which I'm okay with right now. I mean, you got to understand you're you're a former offensive lineman, so you know it. You, you that's you 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 have to work in rhythm, and yeah. when you're you're just playing with guys now for the first time, and you got you got Riley Reef, and you have uh, uh, Schofield, and you have Borum, you have all these different guys that are just put, put together. And now you know Lucas Patrick is out, so now you have um, the rookie in there. So you had different guys who aren't used to playing together, and and when you're dealing with pass pro. It's going to be, it's going to, there's a work in progress. Yeah. But the fact that they're running the ball very well, 
I love it because we're going to be running the ball most of the time anyway this year, you know, to begin with. So uh, running the ball, I am not worried about it. And uh, it just was more and more consistency. And uh, with the pass pro, pass pro, they'll be fine. So, so today, from what I understand, it was Braxton Jones getting most of the of the number one reps at left tackle. Yeah. Uh, with with Reef over on the right side, which you know he's a veteran, he's done, played both sides in his career. But but I find it interesting that they are getting Jones another extended look at the starting left tackle. Were you able to kind of pick up? I know you it was it was two fields away from you. Yeah. But were you able to pick up anything of Braxton Jones, the, the rookie uh, at the left tackle for the Bears? No, I do. I wasn't uh, because one, my eyesight's bad, so I couldn't see all the way that far. <laughs> <laughs> and I, anyway, and funny story, I was actually before I left, I was actually looking for my binocular. See binoculars. I was looking for them and I couldn't find them. So you know, I'll find them tomorrow when I'm cleaning up my cleaning up the, the room. You know, yeah. and I got to get all the laundry to go th- throw the laundry in the washer. Oh, here are the binoculars. Um, but like I said, during the past pro, it was a little. Um, they were they weren't they weren't as strong as they need to be, okay. But uh, like I said, run during the run the uh, the inside drill the and the goal line, offense got them. Offense got them. So I'll take that right now. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, is going to they, the pass pro is going to get better, right? And it's just a, a matter of time. You know, it's their first day in pads. Uh, defense always has an advantage on the first day, especially when you have a new system, a new off, yep. a lot of new offensive linemen. Defensive guys have been rushing the passer the whole time. You do you do one thing, you know what I mean? Defensive ends are coming off the corner. You don't have to worry about a 3-4, 4-3. You go get the quarterback. So uh, I'm not worried about it. Some people I've seen already on on social media, and people are, are on, the, on the edge, on the ledge. Like, it's day one of pads. Relax, okay? Let, let them let them grow. Let them get some chemistry. Let them get some camaraderie. And then come talk to me in, in, in a week or two. Talk to me next Friday, all right? And, and we'll see. I think we all understand the O-line's a work in progress. They're missing Patrick, like you said. He's down with a thumb injury. Uh, with Sam Must for a center today. Uh, you know, Co- uh, Cody White are still in there doing his thing at left guard. It was uh, Jatir Carter getting some reps. It was it was, it was was Michael Schofield getting some reps at, 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 at right guard. You know, so we always talk about how the O-line struggled, which, yes, it did. But on the flip side of that, the guys on defense, those are Chicago Bears too. So those guys were getting some pressure. And then, you know, the, the edge rushers were there. I saw some, some, some stuff from the beat guys talking about uh, Dominique Robinson flashed a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Gibson flashed a little bit. Gibson, you know, was, yeah. did anyone on, on the D-line kind of stand out to you uh, today? Yeah, Gibson. I was really happy Gibson. with what I saw with Gibson. Um, he, he's, he's ready to roll. He's ready to take that next step. He's ready to take that next step. And hopefully he does, you know, with Robert Quinn on one side, Travis Gibson – could have, uh, you know, have a lot of one-on-one matchups since the majority of the attention has to go to Robert Quinn. Um, you know, he's got he's really got to take advantage of of the one-on-one matchups that he's going to receive throughout the throughout the year. You know, and all of a sudden, it, and if he does, you know, I think it seems like he's ready. He was he looked the part last year, like he was he ready. Yeah. I think this year he's really he's you know what it is. He's got a lot more attitude, a lot more swag. He's got more confidence in himself um you know and that's what happens when you get young guys you know you build you build you have successes you have failures you have successes you have failures but the more successes you have at, at this level the more you start to believe holy holy cow i can play here i, I belong here and and I, I think i can honestly say he feels that he belongs here now 
Yeah, you know, the, the O-line, let's go back to that real quick. You know, there was some talk about some false starts today, and we got a question mm-hmm. from, from the peanut gallery here, uh, from, from Adam. Talk about how, how Trevor Simeon, uh, the backup quarterback, said that part of the reason why they had so many false starts is because of the different cadences. And, and I think we kind of saw that, you know, as Bears fans, we see some Packer games, and we kind of see how Aaron Rodgers goes through his cadence. A lot of it's varied. And so that's, that's part of it. Maybe that's part of what Luke Getty's installing in this offense. You know, there, there's, there's different check with me's. There's different, uh, different alert words they're working on here. So, you know, it's it, like, like you said, first day on pads, it's what, day six of camp. So do you buy that as the excuse that there are some false starts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got, I mean, you, you got Justin Fields in there. Then you have Trevor Simeon in there. You have Peter. So you got different quarterbacks, you know, different inflections. Again, you got a, a line that's not used to being next to each other. You know, you yeah. look over here, and this guy's not the guy who was here last week. That guy's not the guy who was here the week before as well. So you're getting new Kate. You know what I mean? So you're, and you're all, they're all trying to make, they're all trying to make an impression on the first day of pads. So yeah, some of them got a little jumpy. Some of them, you know, sometimes you forget who the quarterback is. I mean, I know it sounds stupid. People are like, are you kidding? Trust me, you've been, we've all been, uh, those of us who've been in a huddle, we, we know, you know, you forget somebody if a wide receiver's in, a different wide receiver. So when a, when a quarter, a different quarterback comes in and you're expecting, you're used to a certain cadence, a certain rhythm from the quarterback, all right, and there's another guy who's in there who does it a little different, or maybe he just, you know, pauses for a half a second, a little longer. It's very, very easy. Once these guys get used to the quarterbacks and their cadence, it, it's, it's a whole, you know, again, that, combo with the fact that it was the first day of pads and they're fired up. They're excited. They're looking forward to, to this day because honestly the camp has now started. Okay. All the other stuff, all the other BS and shorts and, you know, in the little, the little kazoo helmets, you know, that they're wearing the little, that that's cute. That's nice. And it's fun. But now, now it's time. Ding, ding. Camp yeah. has started because now we're moving people. Now you can get to see what people are made of because you look, everyone looks good in shorts. But now, now when you get to hit people, now when you get to move people, now when you get to intimidate, when you can separate the receiver from the ball, you just it's it's a whole different atmosphere. So it uh, you know there's a lot of uh, uh, anxious anxiety, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but guys are just anxious today because they want to show out in front of the new coaching staff. It does seem like the last few days of camp that they are they're ready to hit. It seemed like they yeah. that you know the ramp up situation happened, you know, and it seemed like they were itching. To get after it, yeah, it's their teammates. You know, they're not going to hit them. You know, yeah. you know, it's full on. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's it's still football, man. You you don't want to hit somebody. You want to show what you can do. You like you, like you said, you want to separate the ball from the receiver when you can. You want to make the right blocks when you can, and uh, that's that's what the Bears did today. Yeah, it was it was good, and they're flying around. And you see Coach Eberflus's influence. You know, I know Coach Williams is a DC defensive coordinator, but you see the influence that uh, Coach E has, and they're flying around. You know, the D, D was just flying around, and I, I was really, really excited uh, about it. And, and that was good to, good to know, okay? That was, that was good, to see, good to know, good to see. And, you know, again, in the beginning, especially when you're learning a new system, you got new players, the defense, you know, is going to have the advantage. There's no timing. There's no – it's different running a route in, a, in, a, in shorts and a helmet than it is in full pads. It's a big difference. For sure. Okay? For sure. So there's a lot – there are a lot – and everybody's talking about. And I'm not. I'm not saying Justin Fields shouldn't have hit some. No, 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 no. All right, he should have. He missed some. He was a little late on, on a lot of his throws. Um, he overthrew Nikhil Harry in the end zone for a wide open touchdown. Okay, so, um, but it's different from just helmets to full pads. Completely different. 
you know, you mentioned the receivers. That's where I want to go to next. You know, we are going to touch on Justin Fields. You know, he had an up and down day, but this receiving core, I mean, it's Darnell Mooney who is legit going to be something this season. We're not sure exactly how much is something, but we know he's going to be their top guy. And then it's a bunch of guys that we're not sure of. So, you know, you mentioned Harry. You know, I, I saw some stuff about Pringle today. You know, I, uh, one of the guys that's um, – one of the national guys said that Pettis looks quick today. So you were there. Which wide receivers stood out to you today at practice? Um, I like the kill Harry. Okay. He's a big dude, uh, right? He's a big yeah. dude. Yeah, he is. And – Remember, I think you came on my show, Lester, and I was and I was mad after the draft. I'm like, I wanted a big receiver to just yeah. throw the ball to a jump ball and go get it. Well, you know what? They got it. He's that dude. Uh, that the, the play that I talked about earlier, where Justin Fields overthrew him, they came right back to it and they hit him. Okay, so um, oh, they they got him on that. Okay, yeah, they came back. See, on see, it. So, see like on Twitter, that part's left out. Of course, yeah. the, the fans <laughs> like, like. I mean, this is social media, so you see the one tweet. Where he missed him, but the, there's no follow up saying, "Hey, right. the next play you went back and got him anyway." Okay, yeah. I feel much better. You know, the, the, yeah. the that's why you know you were there. I want to know what's happening, dude. The, trust me, my invi- this is why I like this. Co- I'm, I'm really, really um, admiring this coaching staff. All right, because this is that's what I wanted. You know, you remember I was telling you, like, give me that one big stud receiver, okay? One big stud receiver that because you what they've done with the defense, they built it. And it, it's built on turnovers and takeaways. So who are you going to get? Who, what are you going to do? Who are you going to throw the ball to when you get the ball in a plus thirty? All right, and that's what I wanted. Well, guess what? Now they got a guy. Now they got a guy who did that in college. He didn't get a chance to do it in New England, but he did it a very good job of it in college. And I, and I liked him. Uh, Bayless Jones looked good today uh, as well. Um, uh, How was Equinemius St. Brown? Because the, the, the when I was there over the weekend. He was standing out to me. He's again. We're talking about a big receiver. He's six, six five. five. He's another big guy. So w- w- was he there doing his thing today? Yeah, he was. And you know what? It's the thing that I'm I'm really starting to like about it is uh, even though they're not big names, these are guys. And this is why I'm, I'm really enjoying the staff to this point to a degree. Is are picking people that fit the system, yeah. the system that they need to run. Well, how much more can you fit the system if you if you're EQ St. Brown when you just came from the same system last year? So there's really no learning curve for him like there are like there is for Donald Mooney, for Bayless Jones, for Frank uh, Nikhil Harry. There is no learning curve for him. So this is a guy that you know if if people need to watch out for a guy, this might be the guy that you need to watch out for because he's very comfortable in the system. So he knows exactly where to go, how to read it. You know, if it's a choice route. This guy's this guy should do pretty good, and he's not, he's a big receiver, you know he's a very big receiver. And if you look at up, up that team up north, um, gets he liked, you know big, wide big wide receivers, you know with, with Devontae Adams, um, uh, Vander Valdez Scandling, uh, even Al Lazar, they're all six three six four taller. Yeah. <clears throat> now we have guys like that too, so I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this receiving core. I'm not putting any of them in the Pro Bowl or All Pro or anything, but I tell you what, they're gonna be they're gonna be productive. Well, it's a work in progress. And, and another thing sure. that's nice about this group, yeah, they fit the scheme, but it seemed like they all have a chip on their shoulder. Like yeah. with, with St. Brown, you know, he was never able to catch on in Green Bay. With Harry, he never was able to catch on in New England. Pringle, he was the third or fourth option in KC. You know, then, of course, they got Sharp. They got Pettis. Some other guys that kind of washed out in, 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 in a bunch of other teams. You know, now they're out here competing for a job. You know, you have uh, the rookie, Bellis Jones, another guy, you know. When he was drafted, no one expected him to be the guy there. So, of course, he has a chip on his shoulder. So, 
I think the competition is going to bring out the best in all these guys. And, and like you, I'm not expecting Pro Bowls out of these guys, but it should be a nice competitive group that helps Justin Fields more than a lot of fans thought once this when the offseason started and we saw this is the group they had. You know, if you if you tell if you can guarantee me five to seven touchdowns from each guy, which is not a lot at all, okay, for wide receivers, five five touchdowns. Think of how many that is. That's a lot for Justin Fields. You know, for him to be able to spread the ball around that well, you know, I think if he if you everyone can give me between four and seven touchdowns. I'm talking Nikhil Harry, Darnell Mooney, uh Bayless Jones, uh EQ St. Brown, Pringle. That's five right there. Four to seven. That's now we look almost 40 touchdowns, close to 40 touchdowns. And I didn't even mention Cole Komet. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking 40 touchdown passes, and no one's got to even come close to double digits. So if if they can do that, which is what the which is literally what the plan is to be able to just so you can't you can't game plan for anybody. You know, you're probably gonna end up game planning for Donald Mooney because he's their first, you know, he's our quote unquote number one receiver. Yeah. But you're gonna find out that there's a whole bunch of other guys who can be um be dangerous in, in various situations. So there's that's what I love about it. Nobody's really a number one, there's a whole bunch of number twos. So yeah, it makes sense. Let's go to Justin Fields. You talked about him. I think 40 touchdowns would be outstanding. I think you make a little short of that. But you know what? What's the Bears' record? 29 touchdowns? I think that's – if he's healthy, I think it's attainable for Justin Fields. So so we talked about him. An up-and-down day. You know, a lot of the beat guys were kind of talking a little bit about it. You know, they like like like, like he had this whole camp so far. Um, I was there on – I think it was fr- Friday. Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday. He had a really, really sharp day. The other sure. days of all camp, up and down, and, and Justin Fields again today was kind of up and down with some of his throws. Yeah, you know, and the thing the thing about it is that he's he's learning a new system. All right, it's completely different. All right, you have to understand. Um, I'm not being just a homer. I'm I'm coming at it from a coach's perspective. You know, it's the first day of pads. All right, you got an offensive line who's not who's not uh, in sync yet. All right, he did well. All right. There were a couple of times he, you know, he dropped back. All right. There was some pressure. He ducked, you know, got positive yards. Um, this kid's going to be fine. This kid's going to be fine. This kid's a winner. He's been a winner his entire career. Um, you understand? So you, you, we all saw the the athleticism and the moxie that he had last year in in, in the uh, San Fran game, in the, in the uh, Pittsburgh game. You know, there were a, a couple of different throws that he had. You're like, how the hell did he make that throw? You know, rolling to his left and throwing back across his body, you know, think inches away from the defender, the fingertips of the defender. So I'm looking forward to, you know, again, this whole thing. It's day one of Pats. You know, I don't want anyone to get too crazy if he has a great day. Oh, my God, we're going to the Super Bowl. And if he has a bad day, oh, my God, he sucks straight him. It, it, there's got to be a balance here. And let, let this play out. Let him grow in this offense. Let him get more comfortable in this offense. He's going to have good days. Let's, got, let's not forget, those guys get paid on defense, too. They're trying to make a name for themselves too. They're trying to make this team too. Okay, so it's it's defense is always a lot easier in the beginning because it's sickum, you know. And they're going back to a four three. Okay, so if you're in a cover two, and you played cover two your whole you know your whole life since since you were in grammar school or pee wee. Cover three, all the all the main defenses you play, you're, you're very familiar with on defense. You know where to go. On offense, when you get a different scheme. It's a whole other story. It takes a while. So Justin Field looked okay. He was a little late on some of his throws. Um, he's got to he's got to do a much better job of that. But again, I just see him progress. And I, I 
if it happens, if next Friday we're, we're getting beat reported, because I was talking with Herb Howard today from, from the Bigs, and uh, and we were both saying the same thing. Like, it's, okay, it's early. If, if we're saying the same thing next Friday, okay, then we might have to have something to, to worry about. But it's day one, and uh, I know we want him to, we want him to be perfect. We want no balls on the ground and seven on seven. It's just not realistic. People got to remember. I know Justin Fields, the main thing is his development. But guess what? The DBs, the DBs and the linebackers, they have to develop too. You know, you talk about he was late on a few throws, and and that's one thing I saw though well when I was there. And I think part of it is is the the instability up front. I mean, if the pressure gets on him too quick, of course you're gonna be late because you can't make your throw, you can't make your read when you want to make it. You know, so I think the the play action game from from what I from what I understand looks a little cleaner than the drop back game. Yeah. But again, oh, yeah. but that, that's again that's a natural part of training camp because like 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 the NFL college, high school, play action's easier. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? The yeah. drop back game takes a little longer. So is, is that kind of what you saw as well, the drop game, drop back game where the, some of the struggles were? Yeah, and you know what? I'm okay with that because that's their weak point. And if, if that's the case, because remember, they're going to run the hell out of that ball. You don't sign a fullback unless you're going to run. There's only 53 roster spots, okay? <laughs> you don't sign a fullback unless you're going to run the God-blessed ball. So they're going to run the ball. And Blasi game looked good, too. He looked good today, too. He caught a touchdown. Coming out yeah, of the back, okay. I was like, oh, are we looking at, at Rathman again? But I digress. Um, I think they understand that they're they're, they're going to run the ball and the play-action game is going to be there. So now that – although that all you, you can always tighten that up, I think they want to really work on the just the straight drop back because that's where they're having the issues. So whenever I – I, I feel that they're trying to get those the most reps doing that because that's their biggest weakness right now. Is a straight drop back, and the way you work on your the way you strength make a weakness a strength is you got to work on it. You got to focus yeah. on it, and because if you keep bootlegging and 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 uh, play action, excuse me, well that's going to work. That's going to work, but then you're neglecting something else, another area that you need that's weak. So you got to build that up, and I think, in, in in my opinion, it looks like that's what they're doing. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, we're going to take a really quick uh, commercial break for the sponsors, then we'll jump right back into it after the break. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we are back. I am talking to my guy, Sean Sierra. You can find him on Twitter. At the Sean Sierra, of course, he is host of Sean and Mine in the Morning on Sports Zone Chicago. Man, this is weird, Sean. Usually, I do your show. This is the first time you. This is the first time I've, I've had you on my show. I know what took you so long, man. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, I just I usually don't do guests. I'm usually just just solo. But uh, you know, with with camp going on this the next few weeks, you know, we have a few guys there from from from, from uh, WCG. But I want to reach out to a couple guys I know are going to be at camp and get their uh, their first hand perspective because that's what the fans want. The fans want to know. What's happening at Hallis Hall? Yeah, yeah, understandable. 
So anytime you want, bro, I'm, I'm, whenever I go, I'll be more than happy to come on and give you give you my take. So it's I'm really looking looking forward to, to the season. I'm looking forward to going to camp a couple more times. I'll be at Family Fest uh, next Tuesday. Okay. I thought it was in the afternoon. It's like 10 o'clock. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. I got to get down to <laughs> – and I live in Orleans. So I'm like, goodness gracious, I got to see if I can stay over somebody or my, my friend's <laughs> place in the city. And <laughs> That's crazy. So, awesome. yeah, I'll be there again. Uh, and I'll probably go one more time down uh, or up to Lake Forest where, uh, and, uh, and check it out because I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season. Uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more um, entertaining and a lot yep. a lot of uh, and very surprising. It's gonna, it's gonna be a lot more victories than than many people uh, prognosticate. Yeah, I'm gonna be at camp uh, this Sunday, the seventh, and again on the twentieth. Um, I think we have uh, Jacob Infante, one of our guys, will be there. I think uh, one day coming up too. We got JB's and has a couple uh, correspondents already lined up to do stuff. So, 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 so we'll have a lot of coverage here. So we'll make sure when you're there, we'll holler at you too. We'll get get that going. But, but, but the Bears had a nice draft class. You know, a lot of yes. the guys have been standing out. So I want to talk about the rookies real quick, and, and let's start with those two DBs on defense. Um, again, you you were two fields away. The Bears, for some reason, put the fans far away this time. But were you able to pick up anything from Brisker or Gordon when you were watching camp today? I didn't get as much as I wanted to. In, you know, and I was really looking again. I didn't. You know, I'm trying to see over there, so I, I couldn't give you a, uh, you know, a, a true, a good assessment of those guys um, because I was trying. I was watching. I was trying to find them, and then, like I said, the players were on the sidelines. It's hard, right? Because there's so much stuff going on. It's like the guys are coming in and out so quick. So mm-hmm. it's like it, it's 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 brisker at safety one rep the next rep it's a new guy and you're thinking was that brisker again and it wasn't but it's it's a lot going on camp which is which why it's it's so cool to go down there yeah yeah um so i i didn't get to see as, i didn't notice what they were doing today or if it was them or not um and i was a little disappointed not bill i was very disappointed right i was very disappointed because of, you know my feelings toward the first two draft picks like i wanted a wide receiver i was mad when they didn't get one yes you, you were know, brisker, the second one and i was really upset then they got Nikhil harry i'm like okay now I'm okay with these draft picks. Now let me appreciate them and let me watch them. So I didn't, you know, unfortunately, I guess I didn't get to get a good look at, you know, because of the way they had it. I was really, really upset with, with that. And you know what, you know what was really funny when they did that is a lot of people in the stands left. They just went, and I don't know if they went into the Walter Payton Center or back over there, but uh, it was very noticeable when the, the fans, when they started doing uh, team, a team on the other uh, that field, the far field, fans left, fans left. So, yeah, that's just so weird that there's no – bleachers on that part of the uh on that field yeah. it's just uh yeah. it's unfortunate so uh, i said i'm going back on sunday hopefully it's uh it's not like that again because that would yeah stay. hopefully you're behind a walter payton center now that those yeah. fields are better right? that's the best field there so so i, I do want to ask you a little bit more specifically about kyler gordon now you didn't get, get a chance to see him too much today but you know the reports are he's getting a lot of reps at the starting corner uh, you know opposite jalen johnson but he's also getting a ton of work in nickel this guy as a rookie is showing the ability to kind of bounce, you know, inside, outside, you know, talk about a little bit what that means for a young player at, at this level. Uh, it means stability. It means you're asking to be in the league for a while or on this team for a while. Yep. You know, if you can, if you're able to cover both, uh, because you got it, you have to, you know, uh, uh, Tavon, uh, who's the, the guy? Tavon Young, to- yeah. Tavon, Tavon Young. Young. Okay. He was signed to be the nickel. So if he can do it, fine. But, you know, the NFL stands for not for long because people get injured. <laughs> People get there's things that happen, and so you need you may be able. To, what happens if, okay, your number one receiver is getting locked down, and they put him in a slot so he can has so he has a mismatch, and you, you know, when you're a DB and you got to cover a receiver in a slot, that's a whole different ball game as a cover if you're covering them outside. Okay, a whole different ball game. 
So his ability to do both, okay, which is, is it looks like to me is like he, they may be able to. Him and Jalen Johnson, they may be able, they may be traveling corners. You know, they may be traveling corners. When you go man, like I got pick a man and stay with him. Like Deion Sanders, you said back in the day, let's pick, let's just pick a man and, and have him and take him all game. Um, but it, it, it's going to do wonders for him. You know, with uh, the ability to cover, to, to get work and re- get reps at the uh, at the slot, because now you can't hide a guy. You know, that's what they did with Devontae Adams in Green Bay. They moved him to the slot a lot, right? So you get him on a safety, you get him on a linebacker, you get him on a nickelback. A lot of times, nickelbacks they're not very tall, all right? They're five nine, five ten. Devontae Adams six three, six four. Okay, kind of a mismatch. So his ability, because Kyler was six one ish. Yeah, about right? that. So now, now you got a decent sized guy on a slot. And, and that kind of nullifies his advantage being in the slot because they can go, you know, either way. If you're in, if you're on the outside and you have, you know, a cover two, well, you can you kind of just funnel them inside and you're good. So it's going to do wonders for him, um, and it's going to build his confidence as well. So I'm I'm really happy that they're doing that. You know, that's twice you mentioned uh, young, a young player's confidence, and I think that's something that you know that that that's something that you don't hear talked about a lot, but, but like you said, it's, it's so important for these guys. There are some guys that kind of take these challenges and really run with them. And, and there are other guys that kind of just kind of fold under the pressure a little bit, but, but I think it's good that, that these young guys so far for the bears that, that have been in camp, you know, they're, they're stepping up to the challenge and they are meeting the expectations of this coaching staff and the coaching staff, like you said, man, they're on them. You know, they don't care if you're, if you're a rookie, if you're a veteran, if you're not doing what they want you to do, they're going to yell at you and you're going to know about it. You know what? It's a crazy word. It's called accountability, and yeah. everyone's being held accountable. And I think you know what? It, it, as a player, okay, you don't ask for favors. You don't want favors from a coaching staff. You just want everyone to be treated fairly and equally. All right, or put it this way, fairly, okay? Because if you're dealing with a undrafted free agent and a first round pick, not gonna, it's fairly, just not equally. You know, that's Jimmy Johnson's favorite line. But you just want to be treated fairly, you know, and and, and especially the little things. All right, if you're not hustling. Six round guy is going to get chewed out just like the first round guy is going to get chewed out. You know, get your butt over there, you know, hustle, stop, do it again. Right. And that that's when you have that type of level playing field. Okay. Now you, now you have the confidence to really go all out because what happens uh, sometimes is that when you see that the coaching staff is favoring the higher draft picks, okay, or the free agents, and you don't get a fair look, some guys tend to let that affect them. This way, guys, guys know across the board, if you ain't hustling, you're getting, you're getting, you're gonna, you may, you may be the, the reason the team hates you because you have to run and do a drill again or yeah. once or twice. And I think that's great that these guys are, are competing. And that's the whole thing. They got guys who are not necessarily big names. I mean, I'm talking to free agents, but they're trying to get a big contract. You got rookies who are trying to make a name for themselves because this is a new defense, this is a new uh, regime. They're trying to make a name for themselves. So there's nothing but competition all over the board, all over the field. I'll tell you what, that is that is a thing of beauty when damn near everybody, except Justin Fields, damn near everybody else is competing for a job. Yeah, I mean, the coaches have talked about it. They want to build competition at, at, at pretty much every position group. There's there's people fighting for a job. So, Crazy, so, so, huh? so, so I want to ask you about, about the defense. Rick. I know it's, like I said, I'm, I'm asking you who the best player you saw today was, but it doesn't have to be in the team. It could have been a guy that stood out to you in the one-on-ones or, or, or like a seven-on-seven. Seven. You know, of, of the guys on defense for the Bears, who, who was someone that caught your eye today? Oh, oh shoot. I left, I left the, the – it was number 44. <clears throat> they were doing a little one-on-one drills with the uh, the running backs. Was that, is that uh, Matt Adams? 
the linebacker from the Colts. Yes, yes, yes. He looked good today. He uh, in one on ones. They did the one on ones in the field right in front of us, literally, mm-hmm. right in front of us. So uh, I, did, I got a whole bunch of video clips from that, and he you didn't good. share those video clips, did you? Not yet. Not yet. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> That's for tomorrow. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll get you. Um, yeah, he looked good in in those in those one on one drills. Um, and then I couldn't see. And another group I wanted to see, which I couldn't, which really bothered me, was the, was the, uh, the O line. Like I wanted to see those guys there on the far field. The defense was over here. Then the o, the D line went went to the O line to the other field with the O line. So again, I was a little annoyed. So I just I was just able to see the, the people that were in front of me, and that was uh, linebackers. Yeah, with Matt Adams, I mean, he came from the Colts. He played with the Colts for four years, all four years with Coach uh, Matt Eberflus. Mm-hmm. So he comes in with an edge. He knows the scheme. Uh, he knows the system. Uh, he understands the calls, and he's played, uh, you know, the the Mike, the Will, and the Sam over there in Chicago. He's probably going to get the first crack at the Sam, and it just makes sense with those guys. And now with 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 uh, Roquan out, you know, have you had a time who was playing the Will today? I know it's like I said, it was a couple, few fields away. Were you able to pick up any of that? I didn't. I didn't. And that, again, that was I was really bothered by buy that the setup was, yeah it's like yeah it was it was really 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 frustrating dude i, I can't even tell you you know because they're they're there they're on the other side but then you got the players were staying on that sideline and you can't really it wasn't able to determine who was in who was out and it was it was it was really frustrating and it, we even moved up to the top which uh, and you still couldn't tell and it was it was really fun i was telling my buddy eddie uh i was like you know what so we need to bring a drone next time i said i'm getting some damn footage <laughs> I wonder what they would do if there's some drones flying over above. I wonder yeah. what, like, like, how do you police that? I know they're very. I was teasing them. I was teasing them. Like, I was like, as soon as we fly a drone, there's gonna be a laser coming off the top of the building. Drone. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's flip it over. All right, the best guy you saw, uh, someone stood out to you on, on offense. Well, like I said, whether it was one on ones, whether it was in the team stuff, you know, who was the guy that kind of caught dry on offense? Tristan Ebner. Okay. Tristan Ebner. Uh, running back out of Baylor. He's a guy that I really love because he, he ran the, uh, you know, an outside zone scheme at Baylor. So this is not, this is nothing new to him. This is right in his wheelhouse. He has uh he has break, he has home run speed. Um, he, he can play the slot. He he did really good in goal line. He did really good. So in the first uh, one-on-ones uh, one with the uh, linebackers or defensive ends, he got torched. Guy gave him a, de- a deacon side, put his head down, dude swam him, got to the quarterback, you know, touched the quarterback. I was like, come on, man. Next time up, dude, he kept his head up. He kept his balance, chest up, you know, and dude tried to spin him. Perfect, perfect. Put his hand on his hip, rolled him right by. And after that, he was able to get it. So with that combination of one-on-ones, and uh, he scored a couple times in the uh, in the goal line situation, yeah, I would say trust the number. And I'm, I'm happy about that. I like I – I love having three, three running backs, uh, especially those three running backs. Yeah. In the stable. I mean, it's very key for Ebner. I mean, when he was in college, he played some receiver. Like you mentioned, he can go in the slot for you. You know, you can move him all around the offense, you know, kind of like the Bears did with Tariq Cohen. But with Ebner, yep. he's a little bigger than Cohen, where Cohen was 5'8". Yep. You know, with Ebner, he's he's got some size to his game. You know, you feel comfortable giving him the ball. Um, and then, But you mentioned the key for all rookie running backs, you got to pass block. If, if you can't pass block, you can't pick up the blitz, you don't know where that's coming from, that's going to keep him from the field. field. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, and that was the one. And when I was so happy, I think I was like, you know what? Thank you for keep for bringing that 
on the field in front of me because that's the one, you know, being a former running back myself, you know, that's the one thing I want to see. You know, if you're at that point on that level, of course you can run the ball. All right. We know that. All right. Uh, but I want to see how you, how you pass pro. And it was good. Some guys, it was, it was a great learn. It just it really took me back to my days in college and, and uh, at Holy Cross and, you know, going up against like all American linebackers and DNs and getting, getting school the first couple of, you know, uh, week, first couple of practices and then having to, you know, either man up or, you know, or sit out. And it was, it was good to watch. And Tristan Ebner was able to, to pick it up and, uh, you know, he went back to the fundamentals and was, did really, really well. Nice. All right, before I get you out of here, I'm going to ask you two more questions. Sure. About, it's about the, the off the field stuff. So I'm going to start with, with Roquan Smith first. He's having a hold in, he's on the pup list. We can still kind of be there and be engaged with his teammates. What are your thoughts on Roquan Smith? The Bears are going to pay this guy, right? You know, I, I don't I don't know why he doesn't have an agent. Okay, um, and if you don't have an agent, fine, but then get a lawyer. I, rem- I can't remember who the NFL player was who, who had a lawyer. He hired a lawyer, paid him X amount of dollars per hour. Okay, um, it came obviously came out cheaper, um, but he wasn't an official agent. So this this whole thing is it's interesting because I don't know. I don't I personally don't like it. You know, because what if they, they tell you something and you and you get your feelings hurt? You know, and you know now you now you're taking that personal, which is exactly the purpose of an agent, of a middleman, to you know take the the bullets for you or the, the criticism they have of you. Not that there's a lot of criticism for Roquan Smith, but nonetheless, you know um, they, they got to pay him. They they literally have to pay this guy because if you don't pay this guy, guess what? This this franchise will be it'll be what the Bulls were for a long, long time when no one wanted to come here. All right, and you got to pay this guy who's been one of the best, the top three or four linebackers in, in the NFL the last two years. Pro Bowl snubs the last two last year, or two years ago. Okay, maybe this past year his snub. There's no reason for it. So they got to pay him, and they got get it done sooner, man. Get it done sooner so you can get him out there and figure out if he's in the Mike Sam the Will, whichever one he wants. It's probably most likely to be the Will, but still get him out there. And there's nothing nothing like reps. So yeah, they're gonna pay him, but I think it's just. They're avoiding a step, and that's where the, uh, uh, his representation, him not having representation. You know, it's a good point you bring up about the perception around the league. Everyone knows the Bears are in a reset or rebuild, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So you understand you, they're going to trade Mac. You know, they're going to make some tough decisions from a financial standpoint. But you have a guy like Roquan Smith who was pretty young for a guy who's played four years in the league. You know, I think he was drafted at 20. So we're 20. talking about a, a relatively young football player. If if the if the Bears as a franchise if, if they make the decision we're not going to pay this guy I understand positional value for an off ball linebacker you don't pay those guys but Roquan's a little different Roquan he stuffs the stat sheet he's a leader you know his teammates love him I just think it sends a, a bad message if you don't sign a guy like Roquan I mean it's going to be big money but you know what they have a lot of money in the cap this year you know they think they're like around fifteen sixteen seventeen million this year. They have some room to play with, but then next year, it's ridiculous how much money they're going to have. So, almost a hundred million. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You got to pay Roquan. It sends a message to the team: Hey, we're going to reward our young players that are worthy of being rewarded, and, yep. and then you go from there with him. So I, I couldn't agree more. Give give the dude his money. He's shown it. All right, and, and just look at the amount of tackles. Like I don't give a damn. You know what? If you if you're leading the NBA, uh, the NFL in tackles, you're in the top three. You're doing something right. There's, there's, it's more than just scheme. Yeah. Okay. You're not just scheming people open to make the tackles, because 
you know, and for him to be up there for so many, you know, a couple of years in a row now, you, you know, you got a special player. And you just you, certain certain players, maybe you you go on a cheap. Players like him, you don't go on a cheap. You you give him pretty close to what he asks, if not all of what he asks, and say, hey, listen, I just need you to keep doing what you're doing. Because if he continues to do what he's doing, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, like no one knew who Darius Leonard was. You know what I mean? Until he was in the system, in in the system with. Coach Eberflus. Mm-hmm. This guy's already – people know who Roquan Smith is, and if he takes a, a step like Darius – if his jump is like the step that Darius Leonard took, we're talking uh, first-team all-pro. He's just such a perfect scheme fit for the will. I mean, that, that's what the yes. Bears talk about playing him at the will. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the speed. You know, he'll be chasing, making tackles. That's what he wants to do anyway. You know, plus he, he's outstanding in coverage. Okay. He has shown to be a very good blitzer in his career. He, he just he's, – he's the perfect fit for that spot. So pay the man and let's get it done. So you I want to ask you about the, the other guy. The other guy that's, that's off-field drama, that's Tevin Jenkins. You know, still uh, nothing out there. Um, it's, there's been some rumors about there's some, some, some attitude stuff, some immaturity stuff, you know, the, of course the bears are sticking by the gun saying it's just, you know, he woke up with something and he's had mail to practice, but you know, do you think Tevin Jenkins at some point is going to come in and, and get, get in camp or you think it's just, uh, it's over. They're going to move him. You know, that's an interesting situation because that reminded me of, of my senior year in college when we got a new regime and when you get a new regime and they're trying to implement their philosophy their culture, it clashes with a lot. Of, it can clash with people, all right? Um, it clashed with a lot of us when I was a senior. Um, so this, this, so I'm not really quick to say, oh, he needs to grow up, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. It, they could be approaching him the wrong way, okay? Um, but by the same token, you're a professional, okay? Yes. And whether it's a new scheme or not, a new whether you don't, you, you got to perform. And I need him out there to – Squash all the rumors. Squash any anything that, that, that they could use against you. Knock it out. I need you to get out on that field, and I need I need him to move people. I need him to I need them to stop to tell him, look, I don't need you taking this guy to the sideline to the echo of the whistle, and I want him to say no because that's how I play. Because if you do that every play, if you move people every play, guess what? Then they have no issue with you. They have no issue with you. So um, him not being out there is, is bothersome. Um, First day of pass, come on, man. This is what you want. You, you, you. If he can just do, play football, and 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 do it to the best of his ability. Hey, you know what? If you're if he's pissed off, use it. Yeah, he's got he's got an he's you know he's already got an anger uh, angry a mean streak in him. Okay, now he's got a chip on his shoulder because he may not like the new uh, regime or maybe just the old line coach. Then you know what? Then use it on the field. Make it to the point where they cannot take you off the field. And that's where he needs to grow up as far as maturity goes. Say, so, hey, listen, you may not like me. You don't have to like me, but you're going to love what I do on the field. So hopefully he gets – he's got someone in his corner to tell him that, okay, someone that he trusts and confides in. And because if he does I – mean, we saw we saw what he liked, what he did at Oklahoma State. We, hit, we saw some flashes of his nastiness last year, all right? Now we just need – we need it here. If he could do that, you know, everything – trust me, everything will be – will be forgotten it does seem like it's at the point now where it's a tipping point he's either gonna just it's either, it's either too far or either they can't bring him back again who knows what's going on behind the scenes but we all have jobs where you don't get along with somebody you work with so if there is a, a personal issue with him and, and o-line coach chris morgan if that really is part of this come on man you know you just gotta deal with it you Go gotta on. get back to work and uh 
you know, you, you got to put the work in because I'm like you. I, I, I seen the potential on the field. I think if he's out there and he was playing, he'll be able to show that work through it. But, you know, not everyone, uh, not everyone's potential plays out once they get into the NFL. It's sometimes some guys just uh, can't take it with them. So. But you also got the, the coaching staff has to take uh, take a few arrows for this as well because I know you're trying to instill a culture, but you have to understand that everybody doesn't respond the same way to a certain a certain style, okay? And that's why I say people uh, players need to be treated fairly but not equally, all right? Because sometimes some players don't respond well to that. You have to say, okay, well, what way does he respond well to? And let me use that method because you can't just throw away a second round pick. Okay, you, you, why would you trade a guy? You, you've already said that he's your most talented offensive lineman, but then you want, you want to put him on the trading block? You know what I mean? If he's your most talented offensive lineman, then you find a way to make it work, and, and at least for this year. And if it doesn't work this year, then you know what? Then you trade him next year and say, hey, you know, we can walk away from him. We can try and trade him because we did everything. He was unresponsive. He didn't – whatever. It was mostly on him, and, and go for it. But you, you, you have to, you know, especially nowadays with, with this younger generation – you can't just you know bark 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 and everyone you know follows. You gotta you gotta you know you gotta approach people differently. You can't you can't just be you know the mean old nasty yelling coach, tough coach. Some kids don't respond to that very well. So it's on your it's the job of the coaches to get the best out of him, and it's a job on him to realize you're a professional. You're playing a game. You're getting millions of dollars playing this game. Right? You need to grow the hell up just because someone says something the way you don't like. All right. Then you show them so that, you know what, so now they talk to you because you, if you become an all pro, guess what? The conversation, the way they deal with you is a whole lot different yeah. than they do when you're, when you're they're trying to influence, uh, uh, establish their own culture. It's a whole different story. So you want people to talk to you a little different in a way you like, go keep moving people, giving our, give our running backs tons of holes, give Justin Fields time to, to throw touchdowns. And trust me, the way they talk to you, complete 180. I agree. I'm with you. I'm, I want to see him out there. I have my doubts to see what happens, though. But, hey, Sean, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show. You know, again, everyone follow Sean on Twitter, at the Sean Sierra. So, so what's going on over there at Sports Zone? You got, you got a bunch of shows uh, this week coming up? Yeah, so we, uh, I'll be on tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow morning, Sean and mine in the morning, 9 a.m. to noon, Central Time. You can follow, find us on Facebook, on YouTube. We have our own uh, app, so download the app wherever you get your mobile apps from. And we're also we also have our own Roku channel. So you're on Roku. Yeah. I saw you on Roku the other day. So if you have a Roku TV, nice. you can go. You can download the tile, put it right next to your HBO Max, HBO Plus, Disney Plus, uh, Stars, Showtime, whatever TV. Put the tile right there. You can watch us live. You can watch us on demand. Uh, so you, you can catch Sports Zone Chicago everywhere. Then uh, tomorrow night we have a sports call, uh, show called Sports One Hundred and One, which is phenomenal. It's uh, very it's very historic. It bases on gives you a lot of history of different sports um it's with jamar harp and then on friday at 12 we have our show uh, called second city sports they're on mondays and fridays so we have quite a few shows uh, uh on sports zone chicago and you'll pick one you'll like one or more yeah yeah i, I got you on roku that it happened a few, like a few months ago right I, I saw that i'm like whoa i know these guys that's yeah. awesome yeah dude so please please if you're watching you got roku download it to all your tvs even if you don't watch it you know, download it to all your Roku TVs in the house. It'll help us out with, with advertising purposes and stuff and things of that nature. So we'd appreciate it. Uh, and check us out on uh, on any one of those platforms. Nice. Well, thanks again. Make sure you guys, like I said, follow Sean at the Sean Sierra. Uh, give me a follow at WiltFongJR. Uh, this is T from H Conversation. Until next time, bear down, my friends. Bear down, baby. Bear down. <laughs>